0: Our sermon text this morning comes from our epistle lesson, Paul's letter to the Colossians. So hear now these words. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom, and with gratitude in your hearts, sing songs and hymns and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God through Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today is the day after Christmas, and this is a virtual worship service here at Highland. And though this particular service is not out of an emergency or strict necessity, it cannot be ignored that our virtual capacities, which Walter has done such an amazing job with and with the support of other church members, this virtual capacity we have is a creation of pandemic times. And it must be said that we are still in pandemic times. This weekend, as so many travel far and wide to celebrate the holiday, as so many gather to celebrate with friends in bars and restaurants and homes, The Omicron variant is rapidly sweeping the country. And so it can sometimes feel like we're stuck in a slow, surreal dream that tilts towards nightmare over and over. I picked this passage in Colossians, leaving Lauren the funny story of a young Jesus. I picked this story, or this epistle rather, from Colossians because in light of all of this, Everything around us, I need compassion. This self-interested selection of Scripture happens all the time, uh, I must admit. And I just want to be honest with you that I'm picking Colossians today because of all the circumstances I have just described. I need compassion. Now, here's another look behind the preaching curtain. There's always a tension when we read Scripture. On the one hand, there is... Who first wrote or compiled the sacred text, and who first received it? On the other hand, we have everything that's happened since, and the particular context of those of us who are receiving the text today—or, put another way, we are reading and listening to an epistle written by someone—perhaps Paul, perhaps someone like him—an epistle written long ago to the people of Colossae, one of the great cities of antiquity, and yet we are reading today in a very different, a very particular time and place. If you have experienced enough churches and enough preaching, you know that some people are chiefly concerned with the antiquity end of the spectrum. And I will say it is helpful to know as much as one can about scripture sometimes, authorship, literary, historical, theological intricacies, and so on. But today, I want to talk starting with where our feet are. I want to think about Paul's words of exhortation, encouragement, and warmth for us. What does this epistle to the Colossians mean for us, members of Highland Baptist Church, we who worship this morning from home, in our cars, on walks? What does this epistle to the Colossians mean to us this first Sunday after Christmas? while i was looking at it line by line i couldn't help but think of each of you as god's chosen ones our scripture begins but chosen for what i'd suggest highland is chosen not for salvation or rescue from hell i really don't believe that but chosen for the task of compassion at hand we are chosen yes but we are chosen to love as christ loves our scripture continues Holy and beloved, we are called. Now, I'd say we are not holy, all of us just yet, some more than others. Progress, not perfection here at Highland, but we are, each of us, beloved, precisely because we are who we are. We are encouraged. Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts and be thankful. Some of these lines I thought about particular areas of our congregational life. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom. I couldn't help but think of our love of faith formation across the lifespan. Children and youth in Bible study, adult Bible studies, Wednesday nights, teach and admonish one another in all wisdom. With gratitude in your hearts, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. Highland loves to sing. Highland loves singing together. In this epistle to the Colossians, I think that we find calls to us, calls to live lives of faith, calls to the spiritual practices of forgiveness and gratitude. Compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, these must be the instruments of peace that we each take up as we claim to be followers of Christ. I need compassion. We need compassion. Here's an example of why. I suspect many of our church members here vote Democrat. We have a Democratic president and a Democratic administration. Last Friday, these were the words to all Americans in a a press briefing from the White House. We are not intent on letting Omicron disrupt work and school for the vaccinated. You've done the right thing and we will get through this. For the unvaccinated, you are looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves, severe illness and death for your families and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm. I first have to say that when the government moralizes a deadly illness, a deadly pandemic like this, people die who otherwise might be saved. This is one of the many forgotten lessons of the AIDS crisis. As it was with the AIDS crisis, so it is with this pandemic. We have to remember that we are chosen for the task, which is a task of compassion. Is it compassionate to shame the unvaccinated? to try and scare the unvaccinated into different behaviors? Is it compassionate to essentially say at this point that everyone is on their own, get vaccinated or suffer and die? I'm not sure that it is. But let me speak for myself for a moment. I am, believe it or not, full of resentment and fear. I have to work every day, and it seems like more in these past years, I have to work every day to not act out of resentment and fear. It feels good, I'm embarrassed to say, to absolutely trash those I don't agree with. And those who are unvaccinated by choice are chief among those with whom I have imaginary arguments in my head. But what I've realized is that so long as I give in to resentment and fear, I close myself off to compassion. I close myself off from kindness, humility, from meekness and patience. So long as I give in to resentment and fear, I am a shell of the person Christ has called me to be. And so I think that this epistle to the Colossians is for us. It is a reminder that we must not give up now. We must not give in to a world shaped by power and might. We must not abandon love, forgiveness, and gratitude. If you've heard me speak here at Highland, you know that I have ideas about politics, but you also know that I'm not a politician. I have no ability to direct public policy decisions, those that will impact our lives in these next few months. And I don't want to be a politician. And so this means that the only place that I can start is where I am, which is here. Each of us, we have to start where we are. Because it is precisely where we are that this call to compassion, it meets us here. Choosing compassion, I have to say, in our daily lives is difficult. I struggle with it. There is no way we can get it right every day. But when we fall short, when we say things we wish we had not or do things we regret, we cannot give up. I really do believe that to abandon love and forgiveness now is to give in to despair. I really do believe that to be a follower of Christ is, re- is to return to compassion again and again, even and especially when we can't see clearly why exactly it is worth it. To be clear though, this is not a compassion without limits to which we are called. This is not a compassion that ignores the well-being of the compassionate one. This is neither a compassion that is unsustainable nor coerced. This is a compassion that calls us to love ourselves first as worthy of God's dreams for all of us, all of God's dreams for us. If we love ourselves in this way, then one day at a time we can practice compassion in our relationships We can practice compassion with strangers we meet, and it's only when we begin to love ourselves, only when we begin to try to practice loving one another, only then can we move together to shape a new world. And this is precisely the life for which we have been chosen by God, called to by Christ. Amen.